Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald with great news to share with our valued 24-7 sports VIP members. As a way of saying thank you, a subscription to a CBS all-access commercial-free plan is now included with your 24-7 sports VIP membership at no additional cost. Watch all of your favorite shows on demand along with exclusive access to GoPowerCat's award-winning and one-of-a-kind coverage of Kansas State sports. Stream more than 10,000 episodes all access originals and live TV, including NFL on CBS games. Enjoy the CBS all access commercial free plan, a $99 and 99 cent annual value for the lifetime of your 24-7 Sports VIP membership. It's an incredible added value for our subscribers, and it's time you probably take advantage of this deal and become a GoPowerCat member. And remember to subscribe to the PowerCat Podcast at your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here is your PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. This is the Tannehill and Spiller podcast coming at you from Manhattan, Kansas. Wildcats and Chiefs, disappointing weekend. <laughs> but, uh, Monty, how you doing today? Doing all right? I'm good, man. You know, um, the sun always rises. Um, you know, after Saturday night's game, I was disappointed. But it was kind of weird. I, di- I wasn't, like, overwhelmingly upset about the loss like I've – had been in the past, you know, we had our opportunities to win. But, you know, it's still a lot of season left, and we can finish up with a nine-win season, you know, outside of a bowl game. So, Yeah, this was – I mean, this was a game I think everyone was, was pretty nervous about. I mean, this Texas team, it just kind of – which Texas team is going to show up? Is it the Texas team that struggles to beat – that struggles to beat KU, or is it a Texas team that can compete with OU and and beat Georgia? So yeah, yeah. it's and, and we got Texas played a solid ball game. Yeah, they they did. And you mentioned it last week. Texas is one of those teams where, um, and I felt like we were in the right direction. We were up fourteen zero, and uh, if you get them down, you can keep them down. And I think the turning point. Of the game, we were driving the ball, and I, I believe it was a second down or third down, and, and Barta fumbled. And at first I thought it was an incomplete pass, and they called it a fumble. And I think that kind of 
changed the tempo of the game going into halftime. We could have went up, could have been up 21-7. Uh, rather, we didn't. We went in, uh, I believe it was 14-7. Yeah, 14-7 uh, and a half. Yeah, it could have been 21-7 rather than 14-7. And, and I think they gave Texas hope, and, and they came out, and, and you know they made adjustments on both sides of the balls, and we just didn't react to it like we should have. Yeah, that's one thing this, this team, I think, has done a nice job of doing, which – which we weren't quite used to, but the, this Kansas State team seems to – they jump out early, which has been good at least the last handful of weeks. But then, yeah, things kind of stalled. Um, I mean, other than that initial 14 points, the kicker turn and, for a touchdown and a field goal, I mean, through the last three quarters, the offense put up three points, basically. That's uh, obviously not, not what you need to knock off uh, a pretty good a pretty good Texas team. So it's it was a little disheartening to see that – struggle on offense um what, what do you think contributed to that was that more what texas was doing or, or more what kansas state lacked uh you know lacked execution or, or something k-state was doing negatively yeah you know as crazy as it sounds as i was watching the game i almost felt like our coaching staff gave texas too much credit and then give ourselves enough credit enough, enough credit as I guess as a team because I felt like you know they did they did a great job Texas was giving us crazy cushion on the edges and and we took advantage of it and we moved the ball at will look phenomenal and then when we started the press I felt like we went away from um, trying to be aggressive and also you know the last two games I know some of them were, were call plays some of them, some of those were at live but they didn't run scholar a whole lot um, no. Saturday and it kind of surprised me. I was waiting for it. And it yeah, never you, came. yeah, you and me both, and I was like, you know, hey, there's um, lanes there. Why, why isn't he taking advantage of it? So I don't know. You know, maybe they saw something we didn't, and we were watching it from home. We couldn't see everything in person. But there was a couple of questions. I'm like, you know, cut him loose, man. Give him a chance. Yeah, we, we saw Skyler scramble a couple times, and uh, I mean, his stat line was seven carries for zero yards. So <laughs> um, the I don't. I'm sure a couple of those were designed runs, but I know most of those were, were scrambles and yeah. uh, pass plays that were broken broken down. 17 for 27, 253, and two touchdowns for the passing game, though. Uh, Skyler threw the ball pretty well. And, and early, yeah, like you said, they got challenged, and, and them and the receivers played it pretty well. Malik had a nice day. Dalton had a good day. Yeah. Um, so the passing game I was relatively pleased with, yeah, but that were. running game. And running game was – Pretty much non-existent, and like you said, I would love to see Skyler in some of those big third downs yeah, or plays where you yeah. got to get it. You know, design QB run, get an extra blocker, and I just we never saw his number called. Exactly, and you know, and I think this coaching staff is a great coaching staff, so I'm not questioning them at all. But I was just kind of curious. I was kind of shocked to not see his number called more in the run game, and you know, they see a lot more film than we do uh, on several games and what Texas does. And Texas had different personnel back, so that could have played a role in it also. So who knows? But I was just hopeful that we could, you know, cut him loose a little bit more. You know, a bright spot I did see. Although um, he came in, I'm, I'm guessing probably due to injuries and numbers being uh, low, his number got called against KU. But um, Tyler Burns, you know, he's a good-looking kid. He's a solid. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, I watched him. He's a thick kid, and, and I hope to see him play more. Um, even if the other backs get healthy, bring him down on third downs and, and short yardage. He he always seemed to fall forward every play. Yeah. You know, so I was happy to see him get more touches. Yeah, go, going late into the season, we've I guess it actually has done a. Guys gotten banged up, but nothing too serious or yeah. uh, you know, at those key positions. But yeah, I feel confident 
you know, with all four of our backs, if yeah. needed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you'd love to see Gilbert in there. I think he's he's the oh, obvious number one. Definitely. Um, but, but after that, between Brown, Trotter, and Burns, I mean, I don't think there's too much of a of a gap between those three. But unfortunately, those three backs, let's see, <laughs> let me do a little math here, 26, 21, and four, yeah. those three backs accounted for for 51 yards of, uh, of rushing offense. That's yeah. just uh, – I mean, I know Texas is big. I know they're athletic, and I and I and I've had to block guys on that defensive line, and 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 they're good. But you got to be able to get more than 51 yards of production to have a chance to beat Texas. Definitely, and especially on the road. You know, they're they're they were against the wall. Their backs were against the wall. They understood. You know, if we lose, if they lose that game, you know, any shot of a Big 12, any shot of having a successful season in their eyes is, you know, kind of the numbers are definitely lower. But, you know, giving them credit, they fought. They didn't quit. But the thing about it, like I said initially, I was I wanted to see us win, but it wasn't a normal loss for me. You know, normally it takes me a couple of hours to get over a K-State loss. You know, and we still had a chance late to win the game, and we just didn't make the plays that I think we could have and, and, and needed to win. But – the bright spot is moving forward. We got West Virginia coming up, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 not to sound arrogant, and you know, because we just lost the game, but we should dominate West Virginia. Yeah, we should, no question about it. You know, so that's the that's the, the bright spot moving forward. And looking at that, and then we're on the road against Tech and come home against Iowa State. You know, who just played OU and Norman <laughs> to the last play, pretty know, much, yeah. which is crazy. But you know, I don't know K State this team. It's kind of like it, this game reminded me of Mississippi State. You know, we were uh, the Mississippi State game. You know, we we dominated most of the game in different areas, and then we somehow we got down, and then all of a sudden they kick off to us, and uh, we return young blood catches the ball full speed. I'm, did he get touched? He might have got touched once. Barely, yeah. Barely. He takes it to the house, and I'm like, that's the cats I'm talking about. Yep. And all of a sudden, that confidence was back, and but we just couldn't overcome it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's one, that's one guy that I would love to see him get a little more involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's fast. He's athletic. Uh, let's see, one reception for 11 yards. I mean, when you look, if you can get Knowles, Schoen, and Youngblood out there as your top three, man, that that's a – well above average receiving core for the Big Twelve, and that's not the you know that's not OU's receiving core. No, but that but that's a pretty good receiving core, and that's a that's a trio out there that you feel pretty confident in. Um, and, and shoot, speaking of speaking of receivers, that Johnson kid for for Texas, oh, they make them big down there. Shoot, man. I know. I, I, I think they said a six inch uh, discrepancy there. Yeah, between uh, depending on whichever cornerback it Kansas was, State decided yeah. to line up against him. Yeah. So I'm assuming he was about six four, six five, and yeah. we were running out five ten, five eleven guys, which is you know that's not a knock on a cornerback. That's pretty normal size actually. But yeah. um, but from Texas, you know, you know, Ellinger twenty two for twenty nine, two sixty three, yeah. a touchdown. I mean, he played pretty well. Uh, you know, they went for over 200 yards rushing. I mm-hmm. mean, so their offense was able to able to move the ball, especially that second half, and and they did some nice things. And the defense, you know, still holding the Texas to 27 points. That's yeah. not a terrible day. No, defense didn't play bad. We had we were, we were in position to make plays, but Texas just made a better play. And it's one of those situations where you can't get mad because guys were, like I said, they were in the right position. I think the defense that was called, was the correct defense to give us the best chance to be successful. But sometime, like you alluded to last week, Texas just has 
dudes that are NFL caliber across the board, and that's the reason why they are Texas. You know how many how many times you're gonna the kid the other kid Eagles he he's like six four. You know how many other times you're gonna see a team with six two six three six four uh, receivers uh, two and three deep? Not very yeah. often. Not Guys very that often. can run. Yeah, and and jump. <laughs> I mean, I'm six four, but they stuck me at tight end because I couldn't run very fast. So <laughs> they're like, hey, you need to gain weight. We're gonna put you inside. Exactly. I was like, well, that's what I got to do to play. That's what I'll do to play. But yeah. Uh, I still think probably the the thing if you're Kansas State and you go in and watch that film um, today or, or, or Sunday or Monday for them, I mean, they had the ball inside the 40 twice. Yes. Up driving. Yes. In that second quarter. I think they were both in the second quarter, I believe. Um, and came up with zero points. No, no, no field goal opportunity. Nothing. Both punts. And I think, man, that just – when when that when both those happen, I was like, man, you can't you can't leave potentially fourteen points on the board against Texas. Yep. that's going to come back to haunt you, and, and it proved to do so. It did. And on the road, you know, it's one of those things where, and like I said before, Texas was desperate, and and we should have, and I think we were desperate as well because we understood what's in front of us. But like you said, we can't afford to leave points. Even three points is better than none. And punting. Shoot, you get three both those times. Six. And six points. Yeah. Shoot, we lost by we lost by three. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's we went by a field goal instead of lose by a field goal. I'll take it. A win is a win. But, you know, that's one of those things. And and I think we got – now, I know we got spoiled, and not just you and I, the fan base. When you beat OU and you manhandle KU and you go into uh, a game – Favorite in some places, not all places, because you're ranked, Texas not, but all those on the road, Texas is still favorite, I think, in a lot of places. But we have to understand, we still are a relatively young team, young, uh, first-year coaches, and how, all of our running backs are mostly first-year guys in this system. You know, right. Scholar still a junior, new yep. system. You know, O-line, albeit seniors, that the schemes are still new, and I'm not making excuses for them, but we got to keep in mind there are going to be times where they make mistakes. Yep. So, absolutely, and and that's not, and you know that uh, Barta, shoot, what's he? Is he a freshman? Uh, sophomore maybe. Yeah, he's fresh, young. He's re- young. Fresh freshman that. or sophomore? Yeah, yeah he's young. I know that. Yeah. So I mean, fumble it happens. I yeah. mean, not to you know. We all do. I never fumbled, but <laughs> Barta, you can fumble. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> oh man, I know, I know. Shoot, he he can beat me up. They're, yeah. they, they're that the Barta family. They're that tougher. Family, they're yeah. tougher than snot. So they are. <laughs> I can't talk crap on them. Daddy, Grandpa, Daddy, all of them. Shoot, but uh, okay, going down to the, to the last uh, the last few minutes of that ball game, Texas is driving. Right. Um, tie ball game. Obviously, uh, well, what I know, I find myself. I spend 50% of the time watching TV and 50% of the time on Twitter um, <laughs> while, while I'm watching the game. So, right. and, you know, everyone's saying, just let them score, let them score. And yeah. I'm like, man. And so, well, first off, what's your thoughts as a defender? Would you, could you let them score, like, just from a pride standpoint? No. And second off, like, how do you, like, how, what are your thoughts on how that all played out? Because literally, I mean, we never got the ball back. We never had a chance. Right. You know, that's one of those things where, as a defensive minded guy, you never want to let somebody score. I'll bet it might be a, a good strategy moving forward, depending on how much time you have, depending on how much time out you have. And we hadn't moved the ball against them well um, the, the second half, fourth quarter at all, really, to be honest with you. Um, so you, you hope for – I'm thinking strip the ball, you know, get a penalty or something against them, push them back further to make this field goal more difficult. Um, so that's what I'm thinking, you know. So, not, yeah, no, don't let them score. You, you know, you wrap them up – 
one guy hold him up, try to get the ball out. You know, do what you can to try to get it back to maybe going to overtime or get the ball and you score late. But yeah, I would. I don't think I would ever want to allow a team to score to get the ball back. I just can't see it. Yeah, and I I probably agree with you. And I think you have to make that decision like super early on. Yeah. Like I don't know when that drive started. Maybe two two and a half minutes left. I right. mean. If if you if they get across the fifty or get to the forty going in, it's like, hey guys, like pull the troops. Right. We got to give our offense like ninety seconds at least to drive down the field mm-hmm. to put up because uh, then they got to put up a touchdown. They don't got to put up a field goal, right? And and so I know they got that penalty with like twenty five seconds left, and I saw fans like decline it, decline it, let them score. Yeah, it's like shoot, no, not with twenty five no, seconds no, left. No, no, I mean, no. <laughs> we're not driving the field in twenty five seconds exactly, unless we get a phenomenal kickoff return. Yeah, but, kickoff return. And they're kicking it out of bounds yeah, on the ground. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> sky kick that bad boy. And we're going to catch a 30-yard line and get killed. Yep. So, I mean, I don't – if you do that, you got to do that about two minutes, and then that's just a hard – Yeah. I mean, you just got to – I don't know. It's a tough spot to be in. I don't think there is a right decision to make. Yeah. I think you probably trust your defense to go out there and make a play. Right. Because then once they haven't made a play – then yeah. the clock's too 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 low, and exactly. and you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because you did see it with the Chiefs on Sunday. Yeah, I mean yeah. you saw them botch yeah. a field goal like, to win the game. Oh so. my gosh, what what was going on? I with have the no man, idea. But... And so I mean that's what you're hoping for: young kids making mistakes under yep. pressure. Um, and it's I don't. Know, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, if I'm playing defense, I don't think it's I can tough. let them score. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't think I know any guy with a defensive mind would allow that. Just. Yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> yeah, hold them up, punch that ball out, and uh, see what you can get done. Because yeah, but shoot, tough, uh, tough situation. I, I think I think Kleiman made the right call there, yeah. but yeah. fortunately, it didn't uh, didn't pan out for us. Well, but you know, and, and moving forward, the, the bright spot is we have three winnable games ahead of us, and who you know, the Big Twelve is. Like, how many people actually gave Iowa State a chance to, to compete and to be in the game that late against Oklahoma on the road? Shoot, they, it, got, it was like a two- or three-score game in, like, the first quarter, and yeah. I turned it off. I'm yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, you never know what happened. I'm not saying that we're going to, you know, we're mathematically we still have an opportunity to make it to the Big 12. We have to win out, obviously, and have a couple other teams lose, uh, Oklahoma and Texas. And, you know, if Baylor wins out, it is what it is. They end up playing whoever uh, the number two team is. But, you know, so we keep playing, and we still have a lot to play for. And I know I know, Coach Kleiman and the guys are going to refocus, forget about this loss, look at what they did wrong. And like I said, get ready for a West Virginia team who just lost uh, this past weekend as well. And um, I'm thinking it's a home game. Kids understand what's at stake. And, and, and if I, I believe that the K-State fans will come out in numbers like we always do and uh, take it to West Virginia and get get that winning feeling back. So Yeah, I think you got to feel pretty good, um, you know, if you're Kansas State. I mean – I know we all got a little little excited there about the possibility of a Big 12. Uh, not a possibility, like pretty decent yeah. odds of making a Big 12 championship game if K-State wins out. And I mean, that's not – Baylor beating OU is not, you know, they, they're, they're probably going to be favored. It's doable, yeah. Yeah, very it's doable. doable. Yeah. So, I mean, if Kansas State found a way to take care of business, and taking care of business – Texas was our hardest yes. part of that business. So, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, got a little excited there, and honestly, you know, probably could have, should have, would have, should have won that game against Texas. But like you said, we're in a great spot. Yeah, still at six wins. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we're chugging a lot along. Three games left. I think we're uh, everyone's still pleasantly surprised and very, very happy the direction this this program's heading. But like you said, 
West Virginia coming into town, not uh, not playing too well. They just got their fannies waxed, thirty-eight to seventeen, by a, yeah. a pretty average Texas Tech team. At, 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 in, in West Virginia and Morgantown, so yeah, that, in Morgantown. Yeah. I mean, the week before that, they were able to compete against Baylor, which. Yeah. Uh, you know how it is. I yeah. don't know. I think Baylor might have taken a week off. I, you know, I think Baylor probably <laughs> overlooked him and said, "Hey, yep. we we gonna run these ten plays and call it a day." <laughs> yep. But uh, Neil Brown coming into town. Yeah. You didn't? Did you play with Blake? Simon? No, no. I know Blake. Uh, he's a little I, younger than you, right? Yeah, Blake's yeah. younger than me, but I know Blake, Blake and Inga both, and good good friend of ours, and uh, great people. And you know, whenever somebody has K State ties, I always wish them the best. You know, um, I hope his D line plays decent, but not great. And, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I hope his D line plays good, but everyone else is that, plays terrible. Exactly, exactly. But I always wish those guys the best, and and he is a, a phenomenal person and a great coach, and he's one of the great young minds, and I can see him being. A, a DC somewhere, if not a head coach in the future, eventually. But um, no, I'm not concerned with West Virginia. They have some good D linemen there. They got a couple of good linebackers. The brothers, um, I think Seals are the last name. Uh, they both start either at linebacker or D line, but they're they're good athletes and uh, they're always around the ball. So they're definitely going to give us a few problems. But I think our O line is going to come back off this Texas loss and and have a fire and really want to send a message to let people know, say, hey. You know, that number 16 ranking we had in the um, playoff rankings or whatever they call it these days was not a fluke. And, and, you know, we lost to a good Texas team on the road by three points. So, Yeah, we got uh, we got Darius Stills, Stills and Dante Stills. There you go, Stills. Number Stills. 55 and number 56. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. Uh, don't uh, on, on Saturday, don't uh, – D stills. That's all you gotta do. Exactly. Fifty five, fifty six. D stills. You're good to go. <laughs> you are good to go. Yes, but indeed, uh, so. yeah, you know, Kendall, Kendall there at quarterback, twenty six out of forty three last week. Three fifty five, two ints. Yeah. You know, Kansas State can find a way to get a couple, a uh, couple turnovers, and then you know, from what it. It's West Virginia of old. Air raid, going to throw the ball. Neil Brown, he's obviously an air raid guy. Yep. Uh, Rushing-wise, not, uh, not, not a whole lot of production coming out of that West Virginia team all season. So hopefully, shoot, it might be D-line, exactly. Deshaun, Hubert. Exactly. They're going to be able to pin their ears back and get after that quarterback. It's going to be a fun game for them. I think so. I think our D-line is going to have a heyday with these guys on Saturday. And I think our secondary can play well enough and keep coverage to get give them time to get to the quarterback and and if we get up by 14 I honestly don't think West Virginia is made uh to come back from a 14 point deficit on the road and and I'm hoping the crowd will be rowdy and people understand how important this game is moving forward so yeah well you yeah. know how it is too I mean when you're three and six and yeah you get down two three scores in the first first second quarter you yeah. just kind of yep you hate to say it, but it just kind of naturally happens. Like, yeah. well, this one's done. Let's just uh, let's let's get back on the plane and mm-hmm. and uh, and regroup for next week. And what happens? A lot of coaches too, and I'm not saying that West Virginia will do it. They end up paying a lot of younger guys because yeah. they give them you know some quality minutes in a hostile environment, you know, uh, in a meaningful game per se, and you know they're building for the future. And a lot, I'm not saying that's not a knock against seniors and upperclassmen, but it just that's part of the game. You know, hey, we're getting our butts kicked. We're not winning. We're three and whatever. You know. Let's Let's get these young guys some minutes so they can get some experience for next year moving in so it's not fresh. So, you know, that gives us um, – and both sides of the ball. We're winning. If we're up big, you know, like we did against KU – uh, we get some young guys in and give them minutes. So it's always – it's a you know, either either side is a plus-plus or a negative. So. Yeah, I remember 
my true freshman year, we were getting our butts kicked by Texas Tech, <laughs> like 55 to 7, I think, in Texas Tech, in Lubbock. It was like sleeting. It was like the worst game of my life. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm a freshman playing a little bit. I'm a second tight end, so I'm playing in like two tight end sets. And so I'm getting, you know, five, eight snaps a game, maybe. Right. And probably the second to last, I probably got two full drives. Mastrude was the senior. Okay. And, you know, he was a really good tight end. He was yeah. one of, one oh, of yeah. our better players. And uh, he, he was a little banged up, so they're like, all right, Mastrude, like, you're done. Like, we're going to need you in later on in the season if we want to win any games. <laughs> like, Tannehill, you go in, like, just figure it out. And I remember I freaking – I didn't break my thumb, but I hurt my thumb so bad. <laughs> and, like, I played, like, three snaps in, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and I get to – you know, you get to the locker room, and like, all right, if you're injured, go see the trainers, you know, get ice, whatever. Yeah. And they were like, did you even play? <laughs> Like, you don't play. How'd you get hurt? Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you here? You don't play yet. You're just a freshman. And I was like, no, I got in. I promise. So, Were the special teams? No, it was. No, it was, no, it was real. <laughs> like, like, how'd you get, how'd you, your thumb is all messed up. How'd that even happen? Right. So, Matt and Mindy, still here today. Yep. Great trainers, do yep. a great job. So, got a little ice on it, didn't break it, and uh, didn't miss a game. So. Right on, right on. No, but, um, like I said, moving forward, you know, West Virginia, uh, on the road at Tech, and then we got Iowa State to finish up the regular season. I, I, I'm going. I know you said you predicted pre-season uh, eight and four, and I know mine probably doesn't hold as much value as as yours because you know we played uh, seven games, I believe, already or uh, six games. I haven't began. I can't count. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my mind is everywhere. But I'm predicting us to finish nine and three. Nine and three. No, I think I think we went out. Yep. yep. Right now, today, I think we went out. I yep. think. Uh, and we take care of West Virginia pretty handily. Yep. We head into Lubbock uh, with confidence, take care of a very average Lubbock team. Yep. And then I think we have a tight ball game at home against Iowa State, a very tough physical. I'm predict- Saturday after Thanksgiving, it's going to be like 12 degrees. Yep. I'm working it. So me and Smoller will be in the in the northwest end zone freezing our fannies off before good, the game. Good for y'all. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll uh, – you know, when it rains, we get to go inside. I don't there know if we go. get to go inside if it's cold. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll, Pro- probably not. No, probably not. Yeah. That adds to the atmosphere. So that, that, that's If I'm if I'm calling the script, I'm saying West Virginia handily. Texas Tech will win by two you know two scores or yeah. whatever. It won't be, yeah. won't be close. Um, and, and then a tight, tight ball game at home against Iowa State. Just kind of a classic, uh, every, tough, every, every tough year, physical man. ball game every year against they, Iowa State. Farmageddon every year. Shoot. Or every year. We, we battle them they I, I you know I, I like it because i think we have mutual respect for each other you know as a fan oh, base yeah. um as players as team as coaches i think there's mutual respect and and they understand that we are one of the bigger name universities in the conference and they aren't either but they we always give other teams problems and as they do and so it's fun you know and it's a mutual respect so i'm looking forward to it yeah, yeah. Speaking of Farmageddon, I spent the uh, I spent the last weekend out yeah. in the Hayes America. How was that? It was a good time. Good time hanging around. You know, I actually watched the game in a uh, you know a farm shop with yeah. you know a little little TV in the corner. Right. Um, so it was a good time. Got to hang out with some great people. Zimmerman's out there. Okay. Appreciate the hospitality. Right. Some just a good old farm family. Yep. Out yep. there and uh, let us let us uh, chase some birds on their ground. So, but it was just I mean everyone's K Staters out there. So Heck it's yeah. just, Western Kansas. Yeah, they. they it was just great. We went to this like party Friday night, uh, <laughs> like opening day of pheasant season party. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Believe believe it or not, so they eat some weird stuff. <laughs> they eat 
it's like literally raw hamburger, not cooked at yeah. all, with I, like jalapenos fam- and spices in okay, it. Okay, I'm familiar with it. You forget my wife. She's from Western Kansas. She's she's a Rooks County girl out in Plainville, right. and I used to be a police officer in Hayes for several years. So a lot of my coworkers introduced me to some weird food, and I can't remember what it's called, but I've had that before. Oh. Yes, and and the sound you just made was the face that I made <laughs> the yeah. first time they yeah, and you put it on a little saltine cracker. Yes, and, yes. I mean, yes. I ate it, and yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it's still like, all right, I'm at a potluck, which is already like prone for getting food right. illnesses and, and throwing up all night. <laughs> like just from the regular potato salad, yeah, you can get sick from like, and we're eating raw hamburger. Yes, like this is this is uh, how you you throw up all yeah. night. Yeah, you're trying, and then we had, we we had that in uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, <laughs> yep. which are good. I've had those before those are pretty they those, are, those are solid uh-huh. um, like chicken livers i'm like man chicken livers are the most normal thing on this menu that's right that's a rough dinner <laughs> but no we had a good time ate a lot of good food good deal. uh and, and and really got to interact with just a lot of a lot of k-staters mm. um you know just some good old ag people good. that the harvest just got finished up or just finishing up out there so uh appreciate them all they do for the state growing our food for us and obviously k-state uh um, you know, an agriculture college and oh, yeah. just a great appreciation and a, and a great fan base out there in the western part of the state. Most definitely, most definitely. You know, a lot of love for Hayes uh, and the people out in Hayes. And um, I got a lot of ties out there and, and a lot of in-laws as well. So whenever we go back west, we're welcoming and I appreciate it. And, and they love talking K-State sports and football. And real quick before we go to break here, how about the K-State men's basketball team Ooh, I know. with that big win in Vegas. I was I was watching the game on my at home on my TV and I had the basketball game on my iPad and so I was going back and forth. So it was a good day somewhat although the Cats football lost, the Cats basketball won. So not overall bad day. Yeah, no, yeah. Pulled it out in overtime. I uh I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch a single minute of it. So <laughs> I was watching football and following up on uh Yeah. Following the following the basketball game on Twitter, and right. I was like, "Oh crap, we're in overtime!" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Shoot, we won!" All right, yeah. and I, I think Xavier got hurt, but he's good. He came so. back, yeah. He came yeah. back and played well. So yeah, it's, uh, you'd hate to see someone go down, obviously that early in the. You hate to see him go down ever, but especially you know second game, game of two, the season, man. That's uh, that's not good. But uh, transitioning now, yeah, we're gonna take a real quick break. Yeah. But uh, on the other side of the break, we'll have uh, a guy who coached. Me and you, you play, play with, you play with I, JB. I right? play with JB. Yeah, All right, good old Jonathan Beasley. Jonathan man. Beasley, JB. So. Yeah, so he's a he's obviously uh, you know was a great great quarterback. Uh, still in the still in the world of football, and, and honestly, I just always enjoy talking to him. Just a great great dude. So we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and on the other end of the break, will be uh, Mr. Jonathan Beasley. The Tannehill and Spiller Powercat Podcast is sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. The Fridge is your source for all of your tailgate and party needs. The Powercat Podcast will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now we return to the Tannehill and Spiller Powercat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back. We got uh, Mr. Jonathan Beasley on the line with us. Beasley, how you been, man? Uh, pretty good. You? Oh, we're doing all right. Wish we were celebrating a Wildcat victory, but uh, I hear you guys have been uh, been doing a lot of winning down there lately. So it um, sounds like you had a good weekend. Uh, what's uh, where are you at right now? What you doing? And uh, kind of give us a little scoop on uh, how life's going since uh, since leaving Manhattan. Oh, I'm down here at Tarleton State, a Division II school in the Lone Star Conference. Uh, we are on the co-OC, uh, past the game coordinator here. I'm going on my eighth season. Uh, we're playing some good ball right now. we got uh, one more game this week before playoffs start, so hopefully we can uh, get this win and finish this regular season undefeated and get ready for playoffs. Nice, nice. And did I see – are you guys going D1 next year? Did I see that, or am I, am I mistaken? No, we are. We um, here we got an invitation into the WAC, so all of our sports will be D1, and then we'll be an FCS independent uh, for about four or five years, and just kind of see what happens after that. Awesome! That's a that's a big jump, and that's a that's probably exciting for for your program, and obviously, uh, you know, a testament to to the coaching that you and the staff there's doing, and uh, and just how things are going. So congrats, and obviously congrats on, on a great season so far, and best of luck in the playoffs. So, so you, you said you've been down there for eight years. I know you were a coach um, when I was here on, under Snyder. Um, kind of what's what's it been like from the outside looking in, seeing this new staff? Um, I, I know you were one of uh, definitely in the Snyder era. Um, what's What have you seen from the outside looking in? Uh, I see guys that are having fun. They're, you know, playing hard, playing for the coaches. Uh, you know, this guys, you know, that they're having fun. I think that's the main part. They, they enjoy playing football right now. When you enjoy to play football, uh, it shows on the field. That's kind of like how our team is the past couple of years. We've had a lot of guys that just love to play football. They eat, sleep, breathe football. And when you got guys to do that and they buy into the system, you got a chance to be successful. Right, right. And it's kind of funny, uh, JB, uh, Trav and I were talking, you know, he, you coached him and, and you and I played together. And it's kind of funny how time flies. And I, and I know you've been down there, but I didn't realize it was eight years, man. And I, and I guess it's about right because I've been back in Manhattan around eight years, and I know we touched base a little bit as you were leaving and I was coming. Uh, what else is going on with you, you know, family-wise? And, and what do you, you know, outside of coaching football, what, what do you do when you have downtime, if any at all? <laughs> oh, I got a little downtime. Um, my wife uh, and we have a daughter, Olivia, who turns three this month, so she takes up a lot of our time. You know, we get to, you know, go to the park, go to the zoo. We took her to the beach this summer. Um, you know, she's in dance and all that stuff. So, you know, just try to enjoy life outside of football when you get the opportunities. Uh, one of the traditions that I've carried over from when I was at K-State is, 
you know, every every week we have, or every week my wife makes cookies for the players, and then we have the guys over before the season starts, and then we have them over one more time during the season and one time during the spring just so they can, you know, get to see us outside of football, you know. I think that, you know, you're always this kind of person on the field, coaching all that stuff. So they get an opportunity to get to know you and your family, you know, off the field and see how you can be different. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's kind of funny um, how we take different traditions from what we gained when we were at K-State. I currently coach high school football up here in uh, Manhattan, and it's one of those things where I know my kids give me a hard time. I'm, my, my, young, my oldest son plays for me. He's a freshman, but uh, he gives me a hard time. You know, they call me old man and such. Do your kids, and I'm pretty sure they know your history, and, and they probably are aware that you were a stud quarterback for us. Do any of them ever call you out on your arm strength and you got to show them up every now and again to practice? Oh, man, they call me out all the time, <laughs> which, 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 is, which is great because, you know, they look at you and they're like, man, you didn't play no quarterback, yada, yada, and all that stuff. So, no, it's fun because I'll, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll warm up. And, uh, you know, probably about a handful of the guys always want to challenge you. To, I started a, a game, the same thing here. This kind of started when I was at Montana State where you start from the 20 and you throw at the goalpost. If you hit it, you move back. So now, right before practice starts, or the whistle blows for stretch. Everyone grabs the football now, and they all want to <laughs> throw it from the 20 to 30, 40, and try to hit it and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's fun. It's great to see those guys want to compete. And you have guys doing that, you know, that they love football, and, you know, that's what makes your team so good. Right. Yeah, I remember – I don't remember if if – Coach Ronnie would throw us balls or Coach Dimmel or who. But if we were having a good day of practice, they threw us balls because they were nice and easy. But if if the tight ends were struggling, they, they'd bring old Jay Beasley over and you'd just be firing and trying to break our fingers. And it was never a good day when we had to catch bullets from Beasley from, from 15 yards away. But, uh, no, no, you could uh, you could definitely sling it and, and loved watching you play growing up and, and enjoyed you as a coach. But going back... Back to to those players coming over for uh, for pregame or for meals early on before the season. I know you and I we spent a lot of cold off season practices sitting over on the sidelines talking about food. <laughs> what is on the Jonathan Beasley menu for a uh, for, for a roster full of players in uh, in your position room? Oh, uh, you know, it just depends. Really, I talk to my wife and we kind of you know think about what we want to prepare for and all that stuff. Uh, one year, you know, the guys were like, Coach, you can't cook steaks. So, you know, I told them, hey, hey, if you guys chip in, you know, just give me five bucks. And you know what? I'll I'll get you guys steaks and all this stuff. And, I mean, these guys were walking away like, oh, my God, that's the best steak I ever had. And so now there are players that are like, hey, Coach, uh, can your wife make me a couple dozen of those cookies or uh, what are you What are you making for dinner? You know, uh, can we come over? I said, Hey, you come over anytime. You, you just got to tell me ahead of time so I can let my wife know. So that's awesome. That's you know. awesome. <laughs> hey, so Ken, you know, we had some. We had some oh, so just off, off the subject. Ken, well, we had some great conversations. I remember a couple times you didn't believe me when I told you that I could cook or I could throw a football and all that stuff and. You'd always challenge me, so I appreciate that too, because you kind of kept my little my interest going of you know competing and all that stuff as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we had. Shoot, I was that. I might have been talking on your Facebook this week about barbecue in Kansas City. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah that was weird. Yeah, I you, saw were, that. you were asking for Rex, yeah. and I was I was putting him place. Don't go to those places. Go to the good places. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. So hey, that, 
that's how you spark into sometimes. You just kind of go with what everyone knows. Right. But really, you're trying to think of what, you know, what everyone in that area. Because back when I was in school and Monty and I playing all that stuff, Gates and those places and Arthur Bryant, there were spots to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't, you know, all these great places now. So, you know, you just kind of feel what people, especially you haven't been there about, you know, 15, 16 years. So it really helps to yep. kind of, you know, pull people in that area. Yeah. Things change and. Next time you're in Manhattan, you won't even recognize us. So it's changed yeah. a lot in the last eight years, and um, you definitely need to hit me and Monty up next time you're here. Yeah, please do. I will definitely. Hey, I know I know you probably didn't get a chance to see the game because you guys were busy smacking up. Uh, was it William Jewel you guys played? We did, yes, okay. sir. Yeah, I thought so. you guys won pretty handily. But um, as far as the Texas game, <clears throat> I know you didn't get a chance to see it. But as a player, um, do you have a memorable game against Texas or a memorable play against Texas that stands out for you personally? Yeah, a couple really. Uh, 98 when we beat them, obviously I registered that year. But, you know, just the, the, the persona that Texas has and Ricky Williams being, you know, eventually yeah. winning the Heisman that year. And, you know, how our defense played and our offense played, that, that's a, a great thing. And then, it's even better. That was the, in my two years that I started. That's the only game I didn't start. I had a bad game against Iowa State. We tried to change up our offense and all that stuff. Adam Helm came in, did a great job, and led us back to victory. And then so Adam starts that Texas week, and and to me, you know, I got behind him. I supported him. I, I knew what I needed to do, and you know, Adam didn't get the job done. And I was fortunate to go in there and help lead the comeback. I mean, we had obviously that game. We had six turnovers. Right. Uh, the pick six by Semino and the punt return by David Allen, but yep. just being able to go into that game and you know contribute to that game, and you know, especially playing with a lot of guys from Texas, those were the, those that was yeah. the game. When you played anyone from Texas, you were fired up, and you know you wanted to win it for those guys. Heck yeah. And the same thing we played guys from Kansas or we played Missouri. You always wanted to win it, and I think that was the big part of how we were back then was. Whoever we played, if we had someone from that state, we wanted to win it for them because that was our brother, and we wanted them to be able to have bragging rights that, bragging rights that year. Right. Yeah, no, that's uh, – with KU KU last week, I know we, we talked to a lot of in-state guys that uh, that felt that same way. And then obviously Texas, you know, shoot, 25% of our roster is from Texas, <laughs> it seems like. You guys, uh, you guys do a nice job down there in your high school system. So, but uh, lo- looking, looking kind of at K State's rest of the season, uh, you know, West Virginia, your boy Blake Siler's up, uh, up at West Virginia now, uh, and then Texas Tech and Iowa State. Out of those three games, um, w- w- with with what you know, I, I know you spend a lot of time focusing on a uh, on your own team, but I'm sure you still you still take a peek at the Big Twelve every once in a while. What out of those three teams, kind of just from what you remember when you played and and how they're looking this year out of those three teams which what's the biggest worry on the schedule looking forward to those last three games oh you know i mean this is my coach answer i think all three of them are because you know college football these days you never know especially if you're on the road you're playing at home you don't know how your team's going to show up you can prepare them and all that stuff but at the end of the day it's how they they, they prepare themselves and show up so you know, take it one week at a time. Whoever K State plays next week, I, I know that coach and all those guys. That's going to be the biggest game of the year, and that's the same thing that we do down here. We don't look ahead or anything like that. You know, we talk about our guys. Hey, this is the most important game of the year. If you want to continue to reach our goals and do the things that we do, this is the most important game. So you need to prepare yourself. 
as, as best you can this week to be able to you know put yourself in a situation to win. Man, you have turned into a coach, man. That was like the perfect coach answer. I tried, I tried to stump you, but well, shoot, Monty, I'm done. What else you got? Hey, as, hey, not a whole lot, JB. As always, man. I know you stay busy, and you know it's one of those things where you mentioned the brotherhood. A lot of us guys came in together and and left together, and you know there were some guys overlap, but we keep in touch, and I love following you guys and, and seeing that you're doing well. And I know that you guys, like you said, you're gonna could possibly be well not possibly will be an independent d1 coming up and who knows one day you guys may come up to play k-state that'd be fun <laughs> oh, that'd be, hopefully it's better than when i was at montana state uh <laughs> you know yeah. we, we showed up and you know we got waxed and it was probably one of the best lines i've ever heard from one of our coaches uh our d line coach at the time bo beck he goes these now you know how it feels for all those other teams that came on or on this side of the sideline when you play, you know, you, you just gave them butt whoopings. And I was like, huh? Yeah. yeah. You get that. So. Gotcha. Hey, and, and one more thing, and I know I'm not sure what they called it, and they might have called it the same, the shoulder run when, when uh, Travis was here. But um, for us, I, I still have fond memories, for me personally, watching you and some other guys run that shuttle. And, how much, and for the people listening who don't know what the shuttle run is, it's the um, preseason conditioning that we have going into the season. Um, t- tell me, what were your thoughts on that, JB? <laughs> <laughs> uh, i, I got to be politically correct, but that was hell. That was, that was the worst conditioning test ever. You know what? Hey, but for the record, I passed every single one. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. So my, I, I hated it because I, I had to run the same time as quarterbacks. And I'm like, dude, I got like 40 pounds on these quarterbacks. And you too, Jonathan. I mean, you were a big quarterback. Cameo, you guys had no – there's no way you guys had it the same way that we did. So when we did it, it was based off of your 40 time in high school, yeah. regardless of whatever, whatever is reported. Yeah. So – I came in at my freshman year. I had to run like a 45.99 because my best 40 through high school and stuff was reported at 4.59. So I had to average like 45.99 yeah, on was, both of those. So it was crazy. It was yeah. it was brutal. It was sickening. It was yeah. it was sickening. <laughs> yeah, they broke it out by position groups after you left. I think I was like I think I had to be under. Like forty eight, so I could do like forty eight point nine. I think was what I had, and even that hurt. I mean, yeah. that sucked. <laughs> Thank goodness we never have to do that again. I know it's fun. It's fun to talk about now, but back then I would sit up at night, and just just nervous about it, knowing it was coming. So you know, it is what it is. But but no, JB man, appreciate you taking time to hang out with us. I know the fans out there love hearing from you, and uh, it's good to see you guys are doing well. Who do you have this coming weekend? Uh, we finished at Western New Mexico. Okay, okay. Nice. All right, well, good luck to you guys uh, coming up Saturday and moving forward into playoffs, and uh, we'll be following and watching, you and, and all the luck to you, man. I appreciate it. All right, take Thanks, it Thanks, Jonathan. Have a good night. All righty. Man, he's a character. He is. Oh, JB. Shoot. Giving the coach answer. I mean, it's funny because, like, when he coached me, I mean, he was just getting it. He was like year one, year two. Right. So I think he was kind of figuring it out as well. I mean, he was trying to transition from that player to, to that coaching role. 
and he was so young. You know, he's only five, six years older than us. Yeah. Um, when when he was coaching, so he was still kind of a kid. But now it's like, shoot, you're like a grown coach. He's, he's a man. You guys are kicking butt and taking names yeah, and getting yeah. a good little program together down there and right. jumping up to jumping up to the D1 level. So yeah. that'll be uh, exciting to watch. And he's one of those guys that, I mean, hate, love, indifferent facebook but it's super fun to be able to stay connect with the with guys like that and your generation i don't know a ton of them unless i've gotten to meet them face to face right like you and uh like semino and beasley and yep. so it's super fun to those guys that you grew up i grew up at least in my in my middle school years um watching and idolizing and rooting for right um it's great to put a face to them and find out that they're uh, they're awesome dudes they who are. uh yeah just do things the right way and won a lot of football games and uh and obviously are you know five seven ten years ahead of me in life but uh contributed and doing a great job and winning some football games down there in texas yep good for him you know and that, he does it like it's the case that way and a lot of guys you know, Blake, although he's at West Virginia, I'm pretty sure a lot of things he learned here, he's implementing up there, and no matter where they're at. But, you know, that's one thing that we talk about, the brotherhood, and, and this, we bleed purple, and it's one of those things that never leaves you, you know, being part of that program under Snyder era and now climbing era. It's one of those things where people just, you you, you just get it. You yep. know, if you were part of the program for any amount of time, you understand it and you get it. So, And it's funny because, you know, it's funny how things have a tendency to circle back. So, oh, man. I, I would not, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, <laughs> I would almost guarantee Blake Siler will be in Manhattan again someday. Oh, yeah. In some capacity. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Jay Beasley circles back around sometime. Yep. And so it's uh, it's exciting to watch those guys and their career. Uh, and that's what people got to understand about coaching. Like, Blake leaving. We were all sad. I saw some fans say some bad things about him. I'm like, guys, it's, he's it's looking out for him and his family, family. And for him to. Yeah. He needs a paycheck, yeah. and for him to move to move upward in college football, you have to move. It's hard to move yeah. up upward within one program. You need coordinators to move on, yep. um, and, and you know the staff moved on, and, and some things happened. So, no, Blake, you go up there, West Virginia, you make the best. I think he's linebackers now, so you get the best linebacker core right in uh, in the Big Twelve or in the country, and then you go get yourself a big time job somewhere else. Exactly, and then eventually, uh, you know, there'll be a D coordinator job or a or a head coaching job somewhere down the line in the next 20, 30 years at Kansas State, where uh, where you can circle back and and come back home because we yep. miss you, Blake. Yeah, Blake's smart. He's, he's a great guy, but he, when you say intelligent coach, oh, he, he is an intelligent shoot coach. Yeah, by far. Yeah. So there's yeah. guys, there, there's coaches that are great coaches, but that's all they can do is coach. Yeah, and and, and we know who the, and we know we got some of them. Yeah, and, and they do a nice job. And then there's Blake or guys like Blake, and yeah. he can do a little bit of everything. And I mean, he could have been. I think he was an engineer, engineer for Boeing yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, he could have been a CFO or a head engineer for Fortune 500 company. He could have done anything in the world, and he chose to be a coach. And I truly think those are the ones that are super special. Yeah, um, where they just have the high, you know, high IQs and hard work ethic, and he's got the personality and the personal skills. Um, to connect with recruits mm-hmm. and, and you know handle the media, so I think sky's the limit for him. And I'm excited to have uh, him and Inga back in Manhattan. I know they were a, a great contributor to this community. Oh yeah, and uh, hopefully someday we'll we'll get them back. Uh, that, that's life, life goes on. It does, it does. So, but so looking forward to West Virginia. Um, not to put you on the spot, I want you to predict the score. Predict the score. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Let's go. I think we'll put up 
Well, for sure, put up mid twenty. I, I don't know. I'll go. I go like thirty-one. 31 14. Okay. 31 12. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, 31 12. I'll go 31 12. That's fair. I'm, I'm going to go 45 17. All right. All right. Fair yeah. Fair enough. All right. 31 12. 45 17. All right. We'll see. Uh, We'll see who gets it on the on the flip side. Obviously, two Ws. That's, right. that's all that matters. Of course, of course. So yeah, I'm assuming you didn't say K State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> K State. Uh, mine as well. So yeah. thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's been another episode of Tannehill and Spiller podcast, and we'll uh, catch you next week after West Virginia. As always, go Cats. You've been listening to the Tannehill and Spiller Power Cat podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.